back to season three of What the Fertility. This morning, we are sitting down with Megan of 412 Fertility. She is the founder of 412, and she is a previous OR nurse at a fertility center, um, I believe in Pittsburgh. So welcome, Megan. We'll let you kind of share more about yourself. Thank you, guys. I I just want to start by saying thank you guys for having me on season three. That's so exciting. (laughs) I bet. I've been listening to you guys for a little bit. I actually found you guys on Instagram, which is like this community on there is just so nice to have. But um, so, yeah, congratulations. I'm very honored to be here. Um, So, yeah, so I'm located in Pittsburgh. Kat and I kind of just talked about and Amanda talked about how 412 is Pittsburgh's area code. So that's kind of where the name comes from. Um, I have been a nurse for going on five years. I actually started in the emergency room on night shift, shout out to McKeesport hospital. Um, and I just, I got really burnt out because then COVID happened. I was also going to school full-time to get my bachelor's degree and I was working steady night shift. So I was like, I have to do something different. I ended up finding the fertility job and I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. I actually never wanted to be a nurse. Fun fact. Um, Really? One of my very best friends had her baby years ago and I kind of spent the the time there with her while she was laboring. And I kind of had this epiphany like, oh my gosh, this is what I should do with my life. I was working I worked at David's Bridal for seven years. I worked like financial industry. Like I just knew that that was not like my calling. So this epiphany I had for a couple of weeks, I said, okay, let me just, let me, let me apply to nursing school. Let me see what happens. And then a couple months later, I was in like a fast track diploma program and the rest was history. So once I found this fertility job, I said, like, I kind of had that same feeling that I had when my friend was in labor and had the baby. And I was like, this is like, this is what I need to do. I just felt it in my gut um, that that's what I should do. So I applied. I really wasn't expecting much just because I know those specialties can be kind of harder to get into. It's outside of a hospital. It's not, I guess, as in demand. So they can kind of be picky, Uh, but I ended up getting it. And I spent the last two years there and I have learned so much. There's still so much that I don't even know. Um, but just to kind of have that background has been really helpful in my fertility journey as well. So I actually, it's so funny because I've, I've gone to these support groups and I hear, you know, these women talk about how they kind of knew that something was wrong. And I was the complete opposite. I was like, we're, this is, this will be fine. Like it's, it's been a year. It's fine. It's okay. It's not a big deal. And then I was talking to one of my fellow physicians, we were setting up the OR for egg retrievals. And I was just like, Hey, let me just run this scenario by you. And she said, well, why don't you start by OPKs, like the ovulation tests? And I said, "Mm, I don't really want to do that, but okay. So I think it was like a couple months later, I decided let's give this a go. And then from there, I think it became like a full-blown obsession. It was like, you know, peeing on a stick twice a day. It was like, I ordered the bulk packs of pre-mom shirts from Amazon. Uh, (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) It was so bad. Well, I actually think I started with the clear blue ones, the smiley face ones. I was like, I don't like these. So I went to the pre-moms because a friend told me about them. And then I was like, 
I was hooked. I was like, this is so intense. It's, it was very consuming. Um, I ended up scheduling, I don't even know if we like officially scheduled an appointment, but I had like an appointment with one of the PAs. I just walked into her office. They said, Hey, can we chat? So she took me on as, as one of her patients. And from there we, so we had already been like trying for over a year at that point. I'm still like in Delulu land thinking that everything is fine and dandy. And then once we started doing testing, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which I didn't know that I ever had that before. And then once I kind of got the levothyroxine, the thyroid medicine, it really helped me feel better just as a whole. So I thought, okay, like this is it. This will be fine. Yeah. All good. This was the problem. Then we did six medicated cycles. All of those failed. I ended up on Clomid. Like Clomid is an enemy of mine. We do not get along. So I was on <laughs> letrozole for five more cycles. And then we did four IUIs. And with the first one, I was like, okay, I like statistically, I know maybe our chances aren't that great for number one. So I said, we'll do three. We'll do three, maybe four. So we get to our third one and we were both like, okay, if this one doesn't work, like, are we actually going to do another one? And I was very against it, but then, you know, you kind of, you kind of go into this, well, what if the next one is going to work? So then I said, fine, let's do a fourth one. And then I said, I would never do IVF. Mm -hmm. I think just knowing not even knowing, but just experiencing the past few years of helping women go through egg retrievals. I was pre-op, intra-op and post-op. So I would take you in, in pre-op, go into the OR with you, come back out in um, post-op and we would kind of rotate through this. So there would be days I remember that I would have a monitoring appointment, pre-op somebody, run to ultrasound, come back, post-op them, have one of my coworkers draw my blood real quick, send that to the lab. Like it was just very, Goodness. It, was a, all, it was a lot. All consuming, right? And oh, so it's going to ask, did your coworkers know? So it sounds like you were a patient there. So, yes. and I think not to, I want to keep hearing your story, but I think ha you having watched the IVF process from the sidelines had to have been so much more terrifying for the lack of a better word to just put yeah. yourself in those shoes. Yes. I think that it was more of just knowing the mental load about it. But the thing with me is the injections, the medications, that's all. Yes. It's very intimidating for everyone. It's, it's a very hard process to start all of that, but then just knowing like the emotional toll that comes with it. I was like, I don't know that I want to do that. Like, I feel like we already did 10 months of um, treatment in a row. And we were both just very burnt out. I had always said like, no, I'm never doing IVF. It's just not, it's not something that I feel like I want to do with my life. And not like, obviously I'm there for it. I'm very appreciative that it's there. I was just, I, I just didn't feel like it was something that I wanted to do. So we took our, we had our last IUI in January when it failed, we got married in February. So every February we go on a trip, we go on a vacation. So we kind of planned it so that after my two week wait, I would get my cycle and then have my cycle at home. And then we would go on vacation. That's awesome. And in my mind, it was either we were going to celebrate a baby yeah. 
or we were just going to drown our sorrows in alcohol and a beach and call <laughs> yeah. it a day. You're like, we are going to have a drinking fest. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I will tell you that that, that helped. <laughs> we probably didn't take advantage as much as we should have, but it was just nice to get away and not think about it and, you know, not bring OPKs or HCG strips with me and, you know, just kind of not think about it. And then from there, it turned into not thinking about it for months. We, like I stopped, the, the only thing I would track was um on the pre-mom app, just like when I got my cycle, just so I can keep track of it. And I was like, I, I have no desire. I have no desire to go back into it, no desire to think about it. I was just kind of done. And my husband was done. And we spent many moments crying and many moments saying like, you know, what if this never happens? And then in March, so we kind of went on our vacation in February. In March, I said, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm going to start this business. Casual. <laughs> so I have very, yeah, because you the business you're starting is 412 Fertility, but then like personally, you're like, I'm done. So that is yeah. so interesting to me. Yeah. So personally, I was like, there's no more energy that I have that I can give to this maybe in a while. Like I wasn't writing it off forever, but I was definitely like, I don't want to continue like treatment after treatment after treatment. We would like, it would fail, get my cycle, go back in for baselines. I just knew that I could not do that anymore. So ended up starting this business and I, because I really knew that this specialty is what I wanted to continue my nursing career in. And so Pittsburgh is actually very small in terms of fertility. There are only three practices here. Oh, wow. However, the one practice, Shady Grove, you can monitor here, but you end up doing your retrievals in Maryland. So really there's like two full IVF labs. Um, and it's, it's, it's very, it's a very, there's not many options I would say. So from, you know, being a nurse in the specialty, then being a patient in the specialty, I thought like, this is what I would like to do for the rest of my life. This is what I am good at. I'm passionate. I've never really been passionate about much in life um, until this. And once I kind of decide something, I just do it. Hence deciding to apply for nursing school. And then a couple months later I was in, like, it was just, I'm very like spur of the moment, I guess. I love it though. That's awesome. I, it can be bad, I think, sometimes. But in this situation, <laughs> in this it was moment, good. it's really good. It is. Yes, good. <laughs> this one was good. So I ended up. Um, I started. I actually start. Let me backtrack. I actually started looking at stuff around December. So around, honestly, this time last year is when I got my domain. Because I, in my mind, I'm like, what if somebody else thinks of this? Like, I need to hurry up. And I I got my domain. I like created a website. I had never done any of this in my life. So I was very like, I remember sitting on the couch. My husband's watching something on TV. I'm like on show it, making a website, like creating it all from. It beginning. looks incredible too. Thank you. you. By yourself. I did. Wow. I did. I had no idea what I was doing to the, to the point where I shut I like I turn I closed my laptop and I looked at my husband I said can we just acknowledge the fact that I have no idea what the heck I'm doing and we both like laughed about it but I mean now I feel I feel yeah look at you now that's that's incredible thank you I appreciate it 
So yeah, so I ended up starting this business. I left my my job in the OR March 10th and then launched March 17th. Wow. Very like that's like some, yeah, that's a big leap. Yeah. It it was, it was. It was very scary, but I was like, no, this is what this is what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And and I know I was gonna say, I know Amanda and I are like super um up to speed with what for one two fertility is, but can you tell listeners what it is? Because it's super unique and Cool. Absolutely. Thank you. So 412 Fertility is Pittsburgh's only in-home injection administration and medication teaching service. So essentially I, and hopefully more employees down the line, um, will end up coming to your home to give you your injections. You can be as completely hands-off as you want to be. Or I also do the medication teaching portion where I will spend an hour, hour and a half walking you, your husband, your wife, your whoever, your mom, whoever's going to help you. Um, I have demo supplies here. It's a hands-on training. I show you exactly what to do and how to do it correctly. Because for me, it has just been mind-blowing as an industry that we allow patients to spend thousands of dollars just on medication alone. And you essentially get a YouTube video and like- speed. Good luck. Literally. Mm-hmm. I re- oh my gosh. It's, it's so incredible that you're doing this. I wish like I had you in Charlotte back in the day because I can remember, and I'm sure there's so many listeners that have gone through this. Like we watched YouTube video after YouTube video. And like, I literally, at one point we thought we did it wrong. And then I'm like sobbing on the floor because I'm like, this is our only chance now we can do the egg retrieval. And like, I mean, it is so traumatic because it is. I don't have a nursing degree. I don't have any kind of medical history. Like, I don't know it's, anything. About it's this. clearly so traumatic because you ha- like, I was the same thing. Like we got oh. our meds for $5,200. I remember it gets shipped to your house and yeah. like, granted I work in healthcare. So I was just like, but it, it was the same thought process of my husband said, they just, this is legal. They can send you these needles and this medicine and you're just supposed to like inject it yourself up. Like what? And and to Amanda's point, we had Omnitrope. So I would love for you to talk about this too, where you're having to like mix Mix a liquid with a powder and you're like, and that my husband was like, that's dangerous. Like, what if you don't do it right? And so this is such a need and you, you offer virtual options too, right? I do. Yeah. So I've actually had a few clients out of state, um, that have found me actually on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride for, for this last portion of 2023. Um, but it's been really good. I'm, I'm honestly so honored to be able to help people because I remember when I was triggering for my first IUI, my husband is not medical at all, but he's like, he could do it. So I said, why don't we watch the video? Like the, whatever on like freedom pharmacy, why don't we watch the video? I'll pull it up and then you can inject, like that can be your, your way of helping me. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Cool. He watched the video. He's like, perfect. We set our alarm because I think our trigger was it like 10 30 PM? So we're like, let's just, if we fall asleep, like we'll at least have an alarm set. So the alarm goes off. I go to grab the Avadril out of the fridge, open it up, wipe my belly. He comes over and I said, um, okay, like it, it's time. And he goes, do you think you could do it? And I said, no, I mean, yes, but no, I'm not because let me tell you guys like full disclosure. Yes. I 
am a nurse and I've been a nurse and I've injected more people than I could probably ever remember. I love putting IVs in. I love all of that. But the second that I had to do it to myself, those same nerves that honestly you guys probably had, I had them also because it's a totally different mindset when you're injecting another person, which so many people say to me, like, that doesn't bother you. Honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me to inject other people, but to inject <laughs> myself. That first time I was like, Mm-mm, I'm going to play this off that like, he's, he's going to be helping me. That's his yeah. contribution. That's yeah. his contribution. <laughs> exactly. But really it was, it was the anxiety. It was the fear. It was just the, like, you know, you're, you're, they're not that painful. Like once you get used to them, but just the anxiety and the you know, nerves leading up to it, I think is the most traumatic part. So for me, I thought, so I know my husband was nervous. I know I was nervous. So I want to be that person and hopefully one day have a team of people that can kind of be that calm because you as, as the woman who's getting injected, you don't know how those hormones are going to make you feel. You don't know how badly it's going to hurt. And most importantly, you don't know if it's going to work. And I think all of those emotions tied together just creates a huge bundle of nerves. And then your spouse or your friend or whoever's helping you doesn't want to hurt you. They want to make sure that they're doing it correctly. And then they're kind of also thinking like, well, what if I mess it up and then it doesn't work for her? And, you know, this was all for nothing. So I think for me, just kind of having that like third party person, like professional that can just help walk you through it is, I think that's very important for me because it's, like I said, it's just insane that we ship these meds to people and it's like, here's some videos call us if you need anything. But really the offices are closed anyway during that time. So you have to call an on-call physician. So any client that I have, I tell them all that, even like people that just sent inquiries, I say to them, just text me. You have my phone number. If you have any questions, I might not always know the answer, but I'll try to help you the best that I can. That's amazing. That incredible. Yeah, I think your, your whole point about I mean, the offices are closed when we're doing these injections and typically healthcare offices now, like you get like their answering machine, they'll call you back two days later. And all of this stuff is so time sensitive. So, I mean, this is such a a up and coming model too, not only like for infertility and fertility, but I see this in-home model for like Botox and like all that stuff. And it's everything. Yeah. It's absolutely just like rising on the charts of like preferred care. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that was so important to me too, is I know how many times a week somebody has to come in for monitoring. I know how many times they have to set their alarms early so they can get to the office before work and, you know, kind of juggling all of that. I said, because I had people ask me like, oh, do you think you'll ever have like an office in the city? And I thought about it. And I said, no, because I really want this to be as convenient and as stress-free as possible. You're in the comfort of your own home. You're not you know, in some random like other medical office, because you're already spending so much time getting blood draws and getting Mm -hmm. ultrasounds. And I just didn't like, I was very, I honestly, though, I think it's because I was on the patient side as well. I knew what I would want if I was a patient. And that's what I'm trying to provide is just Somebody said to me the other day or yesterday, I think it was, I had posted, I'm now offering a new service. 
um, where I will like go pick someone up for a minute egg retrieval because you need that like responsible party person or like just sit with them during an IUI. And really what made me do that is um, a few, a few clients had asked me if that's something that I'd be willing to do. And at first I was like, that's not really something that I had ever thought about doing, but sure. Like I'll, I don't mind. I don't, that's fine. I'll, I'll come get you or I'll come sit with you or, you know, hold your hand, whatever. Um, and somebody said in a comment yesterday, like, oh, it's like an art doula. And I said, yeah, I can't, like, I thought about it. Like, yeah, I, I love that. I, I not, this is so interesting. I saw the service this morning and my husband and I were just talking about how, um, he missed my hysteroscopy and like, I will never let him. He's like, I went to <laughs> everything else for two years and I couldn't take off work, but I think that service is so beneficial because of the number of appointments, because of the number of times you have to go in most of the time during work hours. So your spouse, just as much as they may want to be involved, they might not be able to, right. or, you know, so like, you go by yourself. So like right. to have someone there that's also been through it and has worked like in that field also, I mean, that would be so reassuring for me. Like that would calm me down knowing, okay, one, you like know the ins and outs of it. You've been on this side, so you can relate to me. Like that is, that's, I think an amazing service to have. That's what I'm really just trying to, to do. I'm just trying to be that support that I feel like infertility is such a world of loneliness anyway, that if I can hold someone's hand through it, that literally or figuratively, that's That's what I honestly feel called to do. You're closing all the gaps that are currently there. And that is so exciting. I can see this model popping up in a lot of other cities. Hopefully sounds like you've already branded it. Yeah, I'm like franchise it girl. (laughs) I I would love to. There's actually a couple, a couple um, businesses that I've just like researched whenever I was trying to decide to do this that I have found, but honestly, like none in Pittsburgh, like I said, though, Pittsburgh is small really in the fertility space. Um, but yeah, I would love to hopefully one day be in other areas. Yeah. Once we're not recording, I'll share with you a model that I know that not for fertility, but, um, it's, you could basically replicate it in the fertility space. And it seems like, of course you offer virtual support, which sounds like it's 50% of that business of the training and, and all of that. So our listeners everywhere can definitely benefit I know that's what I wanted to ask you about. Like, what is that? I know, obviously when you're virtual, like you couldn't be there present, like to actually administer the shots, but like, what does that look like for say someone in Charleston or Charlotte here listening? What exactly can you offer? Sure. Yeah. So it's essentially just a FaceTime or a Zoom call, whatever, you know, platform is easiest. I have the demo supplies here that I literally walk you through step by step. So we're making sure that you are doing the preparation part perfectly. I think that is the biggest, like you said, with Omnitrocat, that it's like you're mixing the the liquids into the powders. And I think that can be very nerve wracking for people. So taking things like that or menopure and making sure that they are using the correct um, needles and syringes. I've had clients in the past that like they would draw up their medicine and I'd say like, no, that's actually unfortunately not uh, the line that you should be looking at on your syringe. So they were like, oh my gosh, I would have not given myself the correct dose. Um, So it's really just making sure the preparation part is perfect. And then showing 
via FaceTime or, you know, via video where exactly to do it. But then also just kind of being that, again, that calm, that, you know, person that's not a bundle of nerves because one, you're about to inject yourself or two, you're about to inject your partner. Um, So just kind of taking, having them take a breath and walking them through it and congratulating them when it's done, because I think it's so nerve wracking. And I think your adrenaline is out the roof probably whenever you're getting ready to do this. So just to kind of be that, that one person with the expertise and making sure you're doing it absolutely correctly. And then two, just to kind of bring them down a little bit, tell them they're doing a great job. If they're not correct them to make sure that they are doing the correct job. Um, So it's, it's, I think it's beneficial. I would love to be able to be in someone's home, just doing it for them or showing them exactly how to do it in person. But for those that can't, please. Uh, I mean, I think that would have, I would have loved that. It's just this flashback to everything, (laughs) you know, that we go through, like do your, your story with your husband. I mean, my husband got ready and he's like, I can't, I got to sit. Where's there a chair? Can I sit down and do it? And Another thing that I know people worry about is the storage of those medications because you are using them over like a two week time period. Mm -hmm. And that would, you know, that just sounds like such a benefit. You could text yourself or somebody in the future on your team and say like, am I storing this specific med? Right. And I know like with my ideas off of. Yeah. Like my, my progesterone shots. I was like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to put those in the fridge. Cause you do everything else and out of it, a disaster. Oh my God. <laughs> There's been clients that I've had that I really have just gone to their home prior to them even starting just to make sure that they had everything that they needed, kind of help them organize a little bit. Um, you know, just to kind of make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in terms of, of injections. Yeah, and I was going to ask, I see you're very detailed on your Instagram. So we'll make sure we tag your handle, but one of the FAQs you answered is, I think somebody said, do you only take IVF patients? But no, not at all. Right. Do you want to kind of share who you'll take? As yeah, a- absolutely. So I should find it. Yeah. Any, any fertility patient. So whether that I've had people doing just timed intercourse that they ended up needing a trigger for, um, I think when people think of fertility injections, they really only think of IVF because that's, I feel like all that's talked about. I don't think that my husband or I would have known had I not worked in the space, but I don't think I would have known if I was getting ready to do an IUI that I would possibly need an injection. Um, so really any fertility patient that needs injection services, 412 fertility is 100% available. There are some medications I've had specifically, um, a dear client whom, uh, she had emailed me saying that she needed Lupron and Lupron can be used for so many different things, but what she needed it for was suppression. So it actually comes in a different, um, syringe than what I am used to seeing. So I was just very upfront and honest. And I said, I'm not familiar with that specific drug, but I am familiar with the reconstitution process. There's drugs that I've, you know, had to mix in the hospital that I'm, I'm comfortable doing that. But just so that, you know, I will do my research. I will make sure I watch videos on it. And then I would be glad to help you if you're comfortable. And she was, and I, I saw her a couple times and, you know, just 
knowing that she didn't have to figure that all out on her own, I think was a huge help. But if there's something that I'm not familiar with, I'm not going to act like I know it because there's so much in the fertility space, even though I worked there, I feel like I'm very consumed in it. There's still so much that I don't know. And there's so much I feel like that we as an industry don't know yet. So I'm always going to be very upfront about it, but I'm always happy to help whoever. That's, that's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. That's because uh, it takes that burden off of that patient to figure right. it out. Exactly. Right. What is the best way to like contact you? Would you say like Instagram or should people just go straight to your website to like inquire or what's the best way to get in touch with you? Honestly, I would say a call or text. Yeah. I mean, texting is my you favorite have, way. You share your phone number on there, don't you? I do. I have a business line on there. Um, so it just comes right to my phone, but it's it texting. I feel like takes the, because I think it can also be nerve wracking to have to call somebody and say, you know, Hey, I'm getting ready to do IVF or I'm getting ready to get an injection. Can you help me? So I feel like in a text format, it's, I think it takes the pressure off a little bit. You have um, thought so of everything. Honestly, Literally. I, <laughs> I, I really tried to be very mindful. Even like when I go to someone's home, I do wear scrubs because I want to maintain that professionalism, but I wear all black scrubs so that if a neighbor or somebody driving by sees me walking in your home, they're not seeing somebody. I mean, they look like joggers really from far away. Yeah. So they're not seeing like a nurse going into your home because then they're going to say, well, what, like, what are you doing? What is yeah. wrong? So I like even things like that. And even like in my logo, I do have, um, like a, a jacket and like scrub tops and stuff that I have with my logo on it. But the 412 takes up the majority and then kind of very tiny in that the middle of it, I have fertility services. So from, from a distance, it just looks like I have a 412 shirt on. I love it. And, I, and so we talked about this before we hit record, but 412 is the area code of Pittsburgh. Yes. Yes. So it, it like for your patients that are local, people wouldn't even think twice about that. Oh my gosh. There are so many. So there are actually so many 412 businesses in Pittsburgh that they would have no idea unless they were like up close yeah. you're standing next to me. They'd be able to read it, of course, but from, from afar, you can't tell. So I, oh, I got it tried very hard to like be mindful of people's privacy because I know this is such a private thing first mm -hmm. for most people. I honestly, I didn't share with honestly hardly anybody until I decided to launch this business. And then I had close friends text me like, Oh my God, I'm like, I had no idea that this is what you guys were going through. And honestly, even now I'm sure by the time this airs, we will have posted or I will have posted about it, but we actually did decide to do an IVF cycle. So we just, we are still waiting for PGT results oh right God. now. So I haven't posted about it at all. I've actually kind of like taken a step back from social media these last two months, I would say, just because I really wanted to focus on like my own journey and like I said at the beginning, like I love the Instagram fertility community. I think that it is amazing. I wish I had found it sooner, but there was just things that I didn't want people to know in real time. Mm -hmm. So even like right now, 
We're still waiting for our PGT results. So I haven't posted a single thing about, well, I guess I posted a photo of me like at egg retrieval, but unless you're in it, you have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what like my friends and family think of that photo. They probably have no idea what that means, but I've had friends who have gone, they're like, did you do a retrieval already? Well, it went (laughs) over my head because I didn't, I didn't catch it at all. Yeah. It was, I think it was just like something I post on Thanksgiving to just to like shout out my husband because he's really been you know what's so interesting and then we'll wrap this up is like this whole IVF experience for you I you know personally is going to grow you and your husband and and hopefully your family but on the professional side you're gaining all this experience at least in my own experience like doing the podcast like having gone through it myself there's just so much more knowledge that I'm sure you've just learned in the last couple months oh my gosh even so I had a full stem client as I was starting my own injections And so I went to her for every, every injection. She like, I just did it all. And she, you know, that menopure burn, I don't know if either of you have done menopure, but it's, it's to me, it was not a burn. It was worse than that. (laughs) Um, So she had started a couple of days prior. So I was doing my injection as as I normally do. And then once I started, I was like, "Mm, there's gotta be a better way to do this. So I, for me, it was better to do it like so slow, like painfully slow. It honestly, I feel like it could have lasted like 45 seconds. It was that slow. So I went to her house the next day and I said, Hey, let me try something. So I injected it, how I injected mine. Once I kind of figured that out and she was like, Oh my God, that does feel better. So just like those little nuances that I would never know had I not gone through an IVF cycle myself, um, I think is just you know, really cool to share with other people. Absolutely. Well, I am just so excited that you're our first guest for season three. I know, three. this is so yeah. fun. Couldn't have lined up better. Um, will you share where, and I think you already have, but will you spell out your Instagram handle um, so that people can find you, which I'm sure they'll be texting you after this episode airs. <laughs> Please do. Um, it is at 412fertility. And then my website is 412fertility.com. Like I said, my phone number is on Instagram. You can text me, email me. But honestly, it doesn't matter. Any any way you reach out, I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. Well, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Congratulations again on season three. Thank you, Megan. It was so nice having you on. And we can't wait for just to hear about all your new patients and everything that you're going to continue to have. We're going to continue to have.